0: now, when I try to remember my mom, Katara's is the only face I can picture. When I think of Katara, I think of her heart. I think of her caring nature. I also think of her passion. But I can't help but think of the other side of Katara the one that is holding vengeance, anger, and a tremendous amount of grief that she is unable to process. In the gang, each character has their role, Aang as the avatar and leader, Toph as strength, Sokka as brains and humor, and Katara to me has always been the heart of the gang. Katara represents love. Katara is the second-born child to Hakoda and Kaya of the Southern Water Tribe. Like Aang, she is the last of her people. Katara was the last remaining waterbender in the Southern Water Tribe. During her and her brother, Sokka's youth showcased a period of weakness and devastation for the Water Tribe. The Fire Nation relentlessly attacked them in order to capture and murder their waterbenders, rendering them nearly incapable to fight back. Though their attacks diminished since they had effectively seized all of the waterbenders, when Katara was eight, the firebenders would invade the tribe. For the final time, they demanded the last waterbender of the tribe. In that moment, Kaya sacrificed herself in order to protect her daughter, claiming that she was indeed the last waterbender alive in the Southern Water Tribe. This would result in her capture and later her death. Several years later, their father, Hakoda, would also leave to fight in the war, leaving his son and daughter as protectors of their diminished home. Early on, we are shown Katara's role in the tribe. Due to her mother's absence, she was quickly forced into the role as a mother figure not only to Sokka, but to the entire tribe. Her life in the Southern Water Tribe was cut out for her, help raise the children, protect her grand grand, and the other elders, and that was about it. Katara had accepted this life, up until she and Sokka discovered the boy in the iceberg. When Aang told her who he was, not only was she in it to help him, this was a way for Katara to revisit the idea of waterbending. She could learn how to become a waterbending master, which would in turn help her father and help avenge her mother. Katara's development as a bender is shown throughout Season 1, and her role as mother in the group and invaluable member comes to light in the second season. Katara displays her immense will and fearlessness when challenging Master Paku, which is illustrated by an iconic line when she says, You can't knock me down! This displays Katara's unwavering will, stubbornness, and passion that would help her in becoming a waterbending master. Katara's love and care are shown all over the show, and even in greater detail when it comes to Ankh. Already in the first episode, her aptitude for wanting to help people is shown. And by the fourth episode, she displays her compassion. After Aang sees the bodies of his fellow nomads, she would become the person that could calm Aang down when moments like this arise. Like in the Earth Kingdom Desert, after Appa is stolen. And towards Toph and Sokka, she always tries to make sure they are fed and doing well. This care makes me think of a specific statement by Sokka where he says But honestly, I'm not sure I can remember what my mother looked like. It really seems like my whole life Katara has been the one looking out for me. She's always been the one that's there. And now, when I try to remember my mom, Katara's is the only face I can picture. The young waterbender has been tending to a small tribe ever since she was 8. Katara would later be known to be the greatest healer in the world. Katara is the embodiment of care. However, behind all of the caring and the love masks her pain and her grief. It masks her hidden anger. Katara and Sokka were forced to protect their tribe at 14 and 16 years old from Zuko's Fire Nation team. An untrained waterbender and an inexperienced leader. Their mother had died and shortly after their father left to defend the tribe. A necessary sacrifice, one that Katara had not yet forgiven Hakoda for, and the first episode of the third season would begin to shift the tone to a more serious one, which brings us to one of my favorite scenes of that episode, involving Hakoda and Katara. Aang, he just took his glider and disappeared. He has this ridiculous notion that he has to save the world alone, that it's all his responsibility. Maybe that's his way of being brave. It's not brave, it's selfish and stupid. We could be helping him, and I know the world needs him, but doesn't he know how much that we need him too? How can you just leave us behind? You're talking about me too, aren't you? How could you leave us, Dad? I mean, I know we had Grand-Grand and she loved us, but... I know, we were just so lost without you. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Katara. I understand why you left. I really do. And I know that you had to go. So why do I still feel this way? I'm so sad and angry and hurt. This scene was very interesting to me because of the timing of it. Katara and Hakoda had already been together for a few weeks now, and it seemed as if this burden was being held off. And this was portrayed by Katara's behavior towards her father during the episode. However, Aang running away was so abrupt and uncalled for that it seemed to trigger such intense feelings from Katara. It's important to remember that weeks before this, Azula had taken Aang's life, and this time there wasn't any oasis spirit water to save him. This feeling of nearly losing someone she loved again led the young waterbender to her breaking point. Katara was never given the chance to properly lash out, to properly feel. Being forced into the role of the mother of the tribe was a decision that, again, she had no power over. Katara carried an immense emotional burden up to this point. Helping Aang's trauma, being the mother to her older brother, being the mother to Toph, never gave Katara the time to be a grieving kid one who had just lost her mother. So seeing the stubborn and powerful waterbender finally break down, finally let herself cry and let go, truly resonated with me. Throughout that episode, as stated, Katara showed a bitterness towards Hakoda, which spawns a discussion about Katara's untrustworthy nature that was also fed into earlier during the Crossroads of Destiny episode. When locked into the crystal catacombs with the seemingly changed Zuko, the two shared an intimate moment, where she considered using the oasis spirit water on Zuko's scar, and Zuko would later claim that destiny is in his hands, and that he was free to carve his own destiny. This trust that Katara momentarily had to Zuko would be broken when he chose to fight alongside Azula. This would create difficulties for when Zuko would try to join the gang, one that I will touch upon later. Many times I have stated that characters have their own crossroads of destiny, when they have to make important decisions in their own lives. At this point in her journey, the darkness within the young waterbender had reached its peak. During the Southern Raiders episode, the moment Zuko mentions the people who had killed their mother... Katara's anger and resolve activates like a switch even propelling her to tell Sokka that he didn't love her mother like she did when seeing the man she thought was the killer she even bloodbends him using an ability that she hated and when finally faced with her mother's killer she was overthrown by darkness and vengeance and when she heard the man's voice her blood boiled But when it was time to finally finish him, to avenge her mother, Katara couldn't bring herself to do it. Katara had chosen the path of mercy, even when she really didn't want to. With this decision, Katara's development was finally finished. Her arc was completed. And it was capped off by her saying these words. I don't know if it's because I'm too weak to do it, or if it's because I'm strong enough not to. Katara was indeed strong enough not to kill him. Moving on to Aang, Katara represents his heart. Upon meeting the waterbender, the young avatar didn't know that he had lost his entire family. When it came time to visit his old home, to see his old comrades, he instead saw their bodies alongside with his mentor Gyatso's body, stacked up on top of each other, and we could only imagine the loneliness Aang felt. Katara would be the one person that tethered Aang to this world, the one person who would be by his side even until his death. As Guru Pathik says, the Air Nomad's love for him had not left this world, but instead manifested itself into a new person, into Katara. In the end, Katara's moral compass was realigned to the one of her lovers. Through Aang's irresistible spirit and what I believe to be her mother's kind heart, coupled with her own passion and resolve, Katara spared Yan ra and chose the path of good. Her duality was erased. Katara didn't forgive Yan ra that day, but a person she did forgive was Zuko a very important forgiveness. Even though Zuko was forgiven by everyone, and even helped rescue her father, Katara was the first person to give Zuko a chance at good, and he repaid it by nearly killing Aang. So forgiving Zuko was a very big step for her, as Zuko would become a second brother who she would fight alongside, and he would show his love for her by taking Azula's lightning bolt in her defense. Katara of the Water Tribe represents the element of water perfectly. She represents water's duality, the powerful push, and the common pull of the ocean. As stated by Iroh, water is the element of change, and the people of the Water Tribe adapt to their surroundings. They have a strong sense of community and love. With that takes us into the quote I put at the beginning of this video. I'll now put the second part of that quote by Toph. Sometimes Katara does act motherly, but that's not always a bad thing. She's compassionate and kind, and she actually cares about me. You know, the real me. That's more than my own mom. Katara has embodied the nature of the Water Tribe. Under pressure, Katara stood strong and took care of the tribe when no one else could. And with the love instilled to her by her community, She has communicated this love back to the people who needed it most. Her brother, of course, but also the lonely Aang, who lost his family. And to Toph, whose family didn't understand the real her. Katara of the Water Tribe represents a very human character. A girl who has flaws, but makes up for it with her strengths. Katara is resilient, caring, and most of all, she is incredibly loving turn my back on people who need me trying to keep everyone together